0: is a presentation of financial crisis recovery foreclosure short sales bankruptcy credit card debt job loss depreciating home values money management peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions but there is a way to achieve it for the next 60 minutes you're going to find out how to cover your assets cover your assets now here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength Todd Rooker.
1: Hey, hey, welcome everybody. How are you doing out there in radio land? Warmed up with Jason in the segment before. If you guys are following over to my show, I certainly do appreciate that. So we're going to be talking today about business finances. If you are interested in being in business, starting your own business, if you're already in business, I recommend very highly that you go to my Facebook page, And check out some of the posts that I've done. One in particular is about, uh, so you want to be a business owner. You want to start a business, I think is the title of it. And, you know, um, it's lengthy. But, you know, this is, in fairness, this is my $300 an hour advice that I'm doling out. The reason I did this, (coughs) I belong to a networking group, Absolute Connections. We meet every Wednesday morning. Phenomenal group, almost 80, 90 people at any given time, depending on as it ebbs and flows throughout the year. And Really an amazing group of people uh, with second and third generation business owners who are uh, members, which is pretty shocking, frankly. But you've also got a lot of newbies, a lot of people who are would be entrepreneurs, reluctant entrepreneurs, as I call them. And these are people who many times get into business for themselves simply as an alternative to having a job and working for somebody, which means they're really not business people and they don't understand business and they think they do. And they're cheap and thrifty, or they just don't have any money, whether they were or weren't that way. And so no one really gets to give them advice. And the sad portrayal on that is the number of these people who obviously are not going to succeed in business, who are going to fail. And so my, my job as one of the, one of the folks who's on the educational committee for that BNI is to, as a value add, help, help educate those folks. And provide some value and some insight and some guidance if I can. And even to all of the, uh, all of the business owners who are, who are tenured and have been successful or, or are, uh, just struggling to become more successful. So that's really what it's all about. So I'm, I'm putting together, I do an educational piece. I did a radio show on that. Component and that post is summarizing it in uh, three or four pages, if you can call that a summary, Uh, a little lengthy, but I get into some detail and I think it's valuable. Now, each one of those topics, you could probably spend, you know, at least several hours on each one of them. And that really is part of the challenge because everybody wants quick, you know, like give me a pill and fix this problem and there's detail and there's finesse in all of this and finesse just simply means uh if you if you know uh, uh of uh navy seal josh josh uh 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 jocko willering uh Will, willering uh he's uh, uh talks about the dichotomy of leadership and where too much is too much too little's not enough and that's what I mean by the, the the finesse. It's like a golf swing. If you if you hit it too hard, it goes too far. If you don't hit it hard enough, it doesn't get to the hole. And too much is too much. Too little is not enough. And that's the finesse of life. And that is all the detail that, that resides in between every single topic. And that's why you really need to educate yourself back and forth. So in an effort to do that, I'm going to talk about some of the broad strokes that relate to finance and money management when it comes to business. And so I in the last post, concluded it by saying coming soon, uh, we're going to be talking about the the topic of becoming a financial person, because I believe that if you want to be successful in business, and even moreover in life in general, you must uh, determine to become a financial person. You cannot say I'm not a financial person, and things like, well, that just flies over my head, and oh, I've got a CPA for that, or I've got a financial advisor for that. If you say that, I want you to stop saying that. (laughs) And from here on out, each time you you hear it, you say it, bang your head against the wall. (laughs) Because it's a terrible thing to say to yourself because you're programming yourself for failure. Say instead, I will become a financial person. And then start listening to the show religiously and go uh, go to my posts on Facebook and read them about three times and then print them out and highlight the salient points and then dedicate yourself to learning even more about each of those points uh, as in the finesse of all the detail in between. So when do I find the wall? Yeah. yeah. It's, hey, just back up a little bit and I'll help you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, always that, it willing to be hard to find. I'm always willing to help with a good boot to the head. You know, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, you are. Hey, man. So um, so this will relate to to cash flow management, which is one of the major issues for 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 small business people. And look, it's the it's the issue. For people in general, do you hear me? Rail on this over and over again. Personal budget, money management, and everybody thinks it's so easy. I don't need any help. I don't. I pay my bills on time. I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. And if I were to look at it, I'd probably think you were a disaster. But that's you know that's fine. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to talk to business owners who want to succeed, and I'm going to tell you the reasons why they don't. So cash flow, as it relates to the cyclical nature of a business, cyclicality with than a business and as it relates to revenue is the ups and downs during the course of a year. Many businesses, not all, but many and oftentimes, there will be ebbs and flows in the revenue that comes in. Remember, revenue as a term means the raw money that comes in the door through customers and clients. And so as that comes in the door, you will have some businesses wherein they will take on a client, work very hard, build time for that, Get paid and then spend the next month with a down revenue because they're now looking for their next new client to start billing or doing marketing and sales or to get the machine rolling again, that being bringing new people in the door. And so you've got those ebbs and flows, which, which, which happen, especially when you've got a small business, then you've also got the ebb and flow of just the nature of the business you're in, where there may be certain times of the year that people think about these things, like as in, uh, you know, quarterly taxes or annual taxes, or maybe everybody at the beginning. beginning of the year and the spring of the year does these things. Well, obviously, you're probably going to have a higher revenue stream during those months. Or maybe, you know, the winter months, things slow down. And as a result, now you've got down revenue months. So that's the cyclicality that I'm describing. And we can spend more time, I won't. Um, But you have highs and lows in revenue. Rarely do you have this nice static like as in an income uh, that you receive as an employee it's it just doesn't work that way and look in fairness that's part of the reason that most people don't succeed in business because they come from that they come from being an employee wherein they receive a take home paycheck every two weeks or uh, you know twice a month or every week or whatever and that's it's so consistent and you guys should know this as business owners the more consistent anything is the more easily managed the more inconsistent the more challenging it is it's a bit like it's a bit like somebody who is trying to lose weight, who goes on a diet and loses weight and then gains the weight back. And ironically, the the waffling back and forth causes them to gain even more weight because there's really not control. It's just this ebb and flow of up and down, up and down. Well, a budget is very much like that. It, it there's It's not consistent. It's not controllable. It's not measurable. You can't forecast it. It's very problematic. So the more consistent anything is, which is what you're striving for, the more easily it can be managed and the more inconsistent, the more challenging it's going to be. It, you also must be aware that the minute that you inject a human being into it, especially, God forbid, a business owner who looks upon those funds to be spent on the next project or or maybe, God forbid, to buy themselves a new boat, uh, the more that's involved, the more problematic it is as, as well. So you really uh, want to have, have your income and your budget and your expenses set up in a very consistent and static way. Therein lies bill pay and things like that. So, cash flow, the cyclical nature of a business, specifically the high and low side of the income cycle and the high and low side of the expense cycle. So what do I mean by that? Well, I already talked about the high and low side of the income cycle, right? So we've got high sides where revenue comes in, certain months that are really good, and other months that maybe aren't so good. But then we've also got something else on the other end of the spectrum, which are the expenses. And ironically, your expenses may not come at the time when your revenue is high. They may come, the high side of the expense cycle may actually come at a time when your revenue is low. Well, that's going to be really problematic. And what's made worse is that people, when looking at financial forecasting, love to use averages. Well, can you see how averages can, can, can make you think that everything's okay when they're not? In other words, if I look back on last year's finances, because there's never there's really no control. All we ever do is reconcile what happened after it already happened. And the easiest and simplest way to deal with, to deal with that is to show an average. Like here was our total, you know, here was our total revenue last year and here was our average over the course of the year per month. Well, that's, Nonsense. Because in any given month, that revenue wasn't there. That was just an average. And the fact is, was the revenue high or was the revenue low? And when did you have these expenses that might be intermittent? So intermittent b- being defined in this case as something that doesn't happen consistently every month. It may happen every three or four months, every six months, once a year. So intermittent expenses have to be paid all at one time. So imagine you've got bills that come into your business that are an annual fee and they've got to be paid. Well, to take that annual amount and divide it by 12 is ridiculous because you don't pay it that way. You have to, in that month, have that money to pay that bill. So imagine if you're using averages and the reality is in any given month, you don't know what it's going to be. So you don't have average. You don't have a surplus in your business. Most business owners don't. And so they either have the money that comes in the door or they can't afford to pay the bill or they put it off or they only make partial payments or they make a payment and now they don't have money for other things, but they don't know that until after those other things have happened. So high and managing the high and low side of the revenue as contrasted by the high and low side of the expense cycle, That is a critical issue. Now we add the other component, which is the individual business owner's personal income defined as what they take out of the business. And whether you pay yourself a salary in your business or you simply take draws or you do a combination of the both, the question is, is it consistent? Can you look at your financial forecasting within your business and know consistently every single month how much you're going to take and the amount that you're taking is going to support your entire budget one full year in advance and you've got a personal budget that includes all the things because I'm here to tell you. In 30 years of helping people manage their day-by-day money, very, very few people, employees or business owners, manage their personal expenses that way. And so the only thing they may pay themselves as small business people is a salary that's just enough to cover the bare basics, and then they take draws willy-nilly all over the place that create major chaos in the cash flow of the business and its ability to pay its bills, to cover its payroll, and to do any sort of financial forecasting for growth. So these are the huge issues that relate to managing uh, a business cash flow, And I've touched on them briefly and now we're gonna dig into some of them. So business owners will tell you some of the reasons that they have problems. So I'm gonna lay them out and I'm gonna try to tell you how to overcome them and what, what the challenges are. So first one, unanticipated costs. All right, unanticipated costs. I'm gonna submit to you folks, that most of the time just like in the personal budget and and you know i i make a point often but i can't help but say it here if somebody comes to me and says todd hey i got a great business got like 50 employees but i got to be honest with you i am this i am i am i do this work and i am good at it i've been able to build a great team and put great people around me but on a regular basis I am asked to make major decisions about my business, my company, related to growth, hiring, firing, all the things that, that certainly are interacting within the financial side of the business. I've got an accountant or, 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 or a bookkeeper, at least, who works in my business and takes all of the expenses and co- and handles all of the inputs into our software, our accounting software. I've got a CPA and, a, and the CPA has a, has a person who comes in once or twice a week and makes sure and reconciles everything that our bookkeeper is putting into the books to make sure that it's being car- categorized and, and characterized properly. Whenever we have these meetings about major decisions in our business, the bookkeeper brings me all of the financials of the business. And I sit down with, with that, maybe the salesperson in our business, the person who's in charge of sales, maybe the production manager or the, or the, uh, the operations manager. And I'm asked to make decisions. And Todd, I got to be honest with you. I don't want anybody to know this, but I have no idea what these financials mean. If you only knew, folks, how many times I hear that from business owners. So, hey, Todd, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to contract you and I want you to teach me how this stuff works so I'm not completely inept and I can actually make decisions with this information. Because honestly, I look at this stuff and I gloss over it and everybody assumes probably that I've looked at it many times before or that I just really know this stuff that well. And the reality is I have no freaking clue what I'm looking at. So is that a conversation you and I had? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so typical of business owners. So the point that I'm making is where do I start when they do that? I start with a personal budget. And, you know, like I said before, a lot of you folks, maybe your MBAs, maybe your people who have, you know, have, are, are the bookkeeper in the, in the business. That's your job. That's your day job. Or maybe you are that small business owner. Um, I'm, I'm telling you that there are, when it comes to your personal budget, there are so many things that happen in that cyclical nature and relate to the upside of the income cycle. Maybe there's certain times of the year where you get a percentage of your income as commission or you get bonuses and maybe you've got expenses that are higher, maybe natural gas in the wintertime, maybe more of this stuff in the summertime and your income is up or down. All of those things are so important because that so is so relatable to a business cash flow budget and for financial forecasting. So when you teach somebody how to do it with a personal budget, you teach Teach them how to do it with a business budget. And not only that, oftentimes, the business owner is taking way too much money when the money is available for their personal life, which also creates dramatic problems in cash flow. You've got a bookkeeper who thinks they have this much money in the business account to use to cover payroll and to cover this next, oh, I don't know, project that you've bid on or whatever it happens to be. And that money just instantly evaporates because the business owner took a draw. And I know right now as I'm saying this, there are people listening to this show who are those bookkeepers in companies and are just nodding their heads as I'm talking about this. This is such a consistent theme in a small to mid-sized business, I can't even tell you. So you start with what does the business owner actually need, uh, to be able to, to live? Well, we're talking about the un, uh, unanticipated cost. So let me give you an example of the personal life, the unanticipated cost. Well, you know, Todd, my kid needed braces and you know, you can't, I mean, that just came out of left field. And my, my joke is. No, it didn't come out of left field. Your kid is 13 years old. They need braces. And guess what? Three years ago, you saw that your kid's teeth were crooked. And you know, you knew doggone well, as every year progressed, that the chances that your kid needed braces was very, very high. But rather than looking at that, because then you would have had to take money to do that, maybe money that you had earmarked for something else, like a new truck or a new boat or a deck on the back of the house or a family vacation, you couldn't bring yourself to do that. So you ignored it, kind of like Turning up the radio when the engine's making some weird noise and you don't want to hear it. That's what you did. And now all of a sudden here it comes to roost and you're trying to tell me how this came out of left field. It's not true. It's my other analogy, like the like the SUV needs new tires and oh my gosh, you know, those tires are two two 250 bucks a tire or 300 bucks a tire. And man, that's 1,000, 1,200 bucks. And boy, that came out of left field. And I laugh and say, you just told me that you put 20,000 miles per year on your car. You know, you got a 50,000 mile tire, how could you not know you'd have this expense in two and a half years? Oh, come on, Todd. Nobody does that. Yeah, I'm aware nobody does that, but they should, shouldn't they? And when it comes to a business, these are exactly the same type of unanticipated costs that business owners will cite in the same way, because there are things that are coming at them that they know are going to come at them, but their mind is so good at not seeing these things because it gives them trepidation, fear, blood pressure raises, and so they, they push it away. So unanticipated costs often are things that can be easily anticipated because either one, but because either one, the business owner's inexperienced and doesn't know about these things, or two, combination, of the two possibly, the business owner doesn't want to see these things in addition to be in being inexperienced. And I can give you some examples, um, you know, uh, legal expenses, insurance costs, taxes, all right, all of these things can be anticipated. But, you know, if if you're a small business and you have grown to the point where you've got more than a few employees, if you aren't already allocating costs for legal in your business budget then you need to have your head examined because they're going to happen and when they do and you say oh you just can't see that coming i mean i there's i mean i didn't expect this well you should have you heard it now why, why would i why in the world would i need a, a legal fee why would i ever need an attorney how about this employee issues you know where your employee sues you or you've got a non compete and they walk across the street and become your competition how about that one? How about accounts receivables where people aren't paying you and you have to sue them to get them to pay you? How about liability issues where you've got a liability policy, but some of the stuff that, that you're being sued for as a result of, of business liability isn't covered How about you've got a partnership and the partnership blows up, which could have been anticipated a mile away, like the sun coming up in the morning. I hate partnerships. They never succeed. And the ones that are succeeding are on borrowed time. (laughs) You should have had money for that. So, I mean, these are obvious things, but people don't put money away for this stuff. They said, wait, Todd, if you had money for all this stuff, you wouldn't have money for anything else. No, you wouldn't have money that you take out of the business to pay for all the personal stuff because you see the business as nothing more than a way to support your personal life lifestyle, which is insatiable and there's never enough and you want more, 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 more. So you keep taking every dollar the business has to, to answer that, that never ending desire to have more and more lifestyle. And then these things come and you're shocked. And then when you're, when you're polled by the National Association of Business Owners about the un anticipated costs of business you cite all these things that in fact really weren't unanticipated but because you didn't anticipate them because you took the money and didn't want to see these things you call them that. there you go. So <clears throat> next issue mixing business and personal expenses. Oh my could we talk about this business and personal expenses uh, so so one here's the interesting thing. The number of business owners, small business owners who don't one have a, have a business operating entity like an LLC, like an S Corp, like a C Corp, don't have any separate employer identification number with a separate living, breathing entity that they operate through with its own separate business bank account is shocking. Shocking. And I don't care if you're working out of your home. You should still be at least probably a a single member LLC. And you probably should probably pay yourself as though you were an S, file your taxes as though you're an S corp and pay yourself a consistent salary. That right there is a huge component. And if you're listening to this and you're not doing this, you need to do it right now (laughs) because it is so helpful and is so uh, so successful at staving off the majority of the reasons why people in business fail. I, I, I can't, I can't even tell you. So that ensures that you're not commingling your business and personal finances. So you obviously want to have a separate bank account. I mean, at the very least, if you don't, if you don't have a business entity and, and look, I, I don't think that having a separate bank account is enough, but if you're not even doing that, if you're managing your business in your personal bank account, there's another one of those, Joe, bang your head against the wall. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? it's, uh, and, that's and, a good and, one. And look, the reason is pretty simple, isn't it? It's that people get into business who know nothing about business. They just, they just maybe can't find a job or they're ticked off at their company or their boss. And so by God, I'm going to do it on my own, but they know nothing about business. And look, I, look, I understand it's, it's okay. It's okay. But look, if you don't know these things, then you need to take time and be open to educating yourself. Stop watching TV. Stop listening to the, the radio. Not my show though, Joe, don't stop listening to my show. No, listen all right. to all the podcasts. All the other stuff, but yeah. But listen, spend the time Uh, putting the information in your brain that you need. So you're always educating yourself when you're driving down the road, when you're doing dishes, when you're vacuuming, when you're mowing the lawn, any mundane task, you are listening to information about business and finance. So you are educating yourself. If you are a newbie business owner and you're not doing that, well then you're not going to succeed, you know? And if you fail, ain't going to surprise me at all. And if you succeed, you're going to shock me, (laughs) Because you've got to learn these things. So always inputting the good information. So you got to have a separate bank account. You can't co-mingle funds. And as I've already said, you've got to know what it costs. Well, you got to pay yourself. So when you pay yourself, remember, we're striving for consistency, aren't we? So do you know what it really costs you to live on an entire one-year basis? Do you know what that number is? I'll bet the answer is no. I'll bet the only way that you could try to figure it out is by going back and looking at what happened last year. I'll bet that's the only way. And you think that's adequate and you're wrong. Because last year, if you didn't do what I'm about to say, all you're really doing is accounting for something after it's already happened without any intention in the way that you directed funds. You just did what you did. And again, I'll use that willy-nilly term. And now after the fact, you're reconciling. Well, look... If you would actually stop to think and put a little a little thought into the way that you actually did things, I'll bet the numbers would be different. I'll bet ya. But you didn't do that. So I'm saying I want you to sit down and I want you to look at these things and I want you to look at a at a budget one full year in advance. And remember, that includes all of the intermittent expenses that take place on a semi-annual basis, right? So that's what we want to do. Once we have that, now we know how we pay ourselves. And maybe a portion of that is in salary. Maybe a portion of that <clears throat> is in draw. And the combination gives you the amount that you need to cover your budget month over month with consistency. Let's take our break.
2: We'll be right back talking about business and cash flow management.
0: Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property
2: investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible.
0: Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now 612-701-4375.
2: Accounting and bookkeeping services are no longer just about record keeping. For decades, Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability. Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client, yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve. Their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763 786 for a free consultation.
1: 3800.
2: If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to cya21.com to get the details. That's CYA21.com.
0: You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Hey, man, I'll say it again. Uh, Oh, by the way, did you guys by any chance get my phone number in my little commercial? (laughs) Ha ha!
0: God. What was that again? I couldn't. I couldn't well, catch it. you know, all that. it
1: was supposed to be a sixty-second 60 commercial. and I and I ran it to the end, and there was all this time. So Tony just stuck my phone number in over and over again. <laughs> I'm like I'm like okay I think I heard that phone number what do we what did I say like four or five times at the end do you got it yet yeah I so, missed the first three so, but
2: the last one I got
1: yeah I think we need to I think I need to cut that off but anyway all right. all right so so I want to you know again I I want to say go to my Facebook page you can go to Todd uh, Todd Rooker R O O K E R or you can also just go to the Cover Your Assets Facebook page I've, I've got a number I've also got uh, uh, what is it. Uh, uh, financial coaching or uh, yeah, financial coaching in Minnesota or Minnesota financial coaching, uh, coaching financial coaching in Minnesota. I can't remember. Somebody else, my kid, my kid got that. But anyway, hey, I love it. Um, you can listen to this. Stuff and and uh, hear it over and over again on the podcast. And you can of course go to the Facebook page and read some of the some of the posts that I've written, probably a little more lucid and more well put together than what I'm doing here. Although I will tell you that I write most of those posts from maybe 11:30 at night until one o'clock in the morning, and so my eyes are pretty glossed over. Yes. <laughs> and then I then I look at them the next day and I think, what was I thinking? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I try to put them together just because I think it's it's useful. So, so, you know, why would you, why would you want to know your personal finances? Because you want to eliminate the ups and downs of the income. Because you remember guys, your personal income that you derive from the business, especially in the beginning of a small business is more often than not one of the, or the largest expenditures to the business. And so that is a fluctuating thing that cannot be planned on that creates havoc in your business forecasting and your and your cash flow management. So you want to have a static number. Now you have to know in your budget what that takes and whether that you know whether you're paying yourself a salary or not, that number has to come in every month. Otherwise, you're going to be juggling personal bills while you're simultaneously juggling business expenses. So if you want to eliminate that, and again, I'll say consistency is your goal. That's the key. The The more consistent, the more easily managed. I know I've said that like 10 times now. Can't say it enough. So if you pay yourself, let's say you need $100,000 per year in in income. And by the way, remember, income is before tax, which then translates into after tax. Because we're going to talk about the fact that you got to be putting money away Automatically and not leaving it in your business operating account for taxes. Otherwise, you'll wind up with the other major unexpected issue with most people, which is taxes. And when that money's been re- remaining in your operating account, you are too often looking at the balance and, and thinking that that is your money and mentally capturing and taking ownership of that money when in fact it isn't even yours. And so then you put that money into a project or you have designs on what you're going to do with that money for business expansion and then the end of the year you get hit with this tax bill and you're shocked by it. So you can't do that. So when you pay yourself, remember that what you gross uh, pay yourself is not what you is not what you're gonna get in in the form of take home. Take home is the number that you need to support your monthly budget. So when you know that your monthly budget requires you know seven thousand dollars or sixty eight hundred dollars per month, you may very well have to pay yourself a hundred thousand dollars per year and you want to talk to your CPA about how much I need to pay in gross to have translate into take home pay without any tax liability to cover my monthly expenses. That's very important. Now, you may find out that you want to pay yourself a, a a split between salary because in salary, remember, if you're an employee, there's FICA tax and social security tax, which equates to about an 8% cost to you as the employee and the business owner is also paying that 8% on what they pay you. Well, when you're self-employed and if you're not Uh, structured properly, you're paying the entire 16% on yourself. So you want to pay yourself a salary, which will include the entire FICA tax, both sides of it, but then the draws that you take, provided that you're paying yourself a reasonable amount of money for someone else whom you would hire in that same position, then the draws, you forego the entire 16% by no longer having to pay the FICA tax and Social Security tax. If you could take on $100,000, pay yourself $60,000, and then on $40,000, forego a 16% tax is that a good thing? And how much money are we talking about here? Right? Cause that's $1,600 times four. That's, that's an actual capture of tax liability through tax efficiency. And if I had an investment where I was, where I was saying, okay, I, you got to give me $40,000, but I'm going to give you a 16% return guaranteed. How many seconds would you have to think about that decision? That's what we're talking about here. So you want to pay yourself. But remember, you're going to pay yourself a consistent salary and a consistent draw, if that's what you're going to do, to cover your budget. Because your budget, you want to be able to cover consistently every single month. So that's vitally important. And then of course, operating properly through the business structure where you're not commingling and ruining all the potential liability issues. Because remember, when I operate in a separate business, if somebody sues me, they can only sue me for the value within that li- within that business structure or what that structure holds and the value of that business. But remember, if I commingle funds, If I don't keep minutes, if I don't do a number of things in terms of the governance of that entity structure, I will literally have eliminated all of the protections that would have otherwise been afforded that. And by the way, you hear this on the commercial for Parker Daniel, Parker, uh, uh, a keyboard, uh, uh, Jesse keyboard, because that's exactly what people do. And know that when you get sued as a business, more than 50% of the time, more than 50% of the time, the opposing counsel, the attorney representing whomever is. suing you is able to pierce the corporate veil more than 50% of the time because business owners don't manage the business properly and they ruin all the protections that would otherwise have existed for that business. So you got to learn how to manage that as well. Let's take our next break here. We'll talk about all the issues related to business and cash flow management. We'll be right back.
2: If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business, and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low, and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you are structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business. Handle the filings and we'll meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's cya 21 dot com.
3: If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years' experience in this highly specialized field, and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation i will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis minimize the damage recover quickly and most importantly help ensure that you're never here again you have a lot more options than you think but don't waste time go to cya21.com and get my free download financial crisis bible or call us at 763-559-3800 That number again, 763-559-3800.
2: Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air.
0: dot com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker.
1: We're back. So, trying to cover the things that are problematic to business owners to create problems in the cash flow. You know. And, and I want to tell you that because of all these things, uh, business owners are constantly seeking financing. You will read online that one of the number one reasons that business owners are challenged is the lack of financing. Well, the first thing you have to recognize about that is that personal credit uh, and personal finances dramatically affects their business financing because your personal credit and your personal money management is always going to be called into question in, in terms of your capacity to pay and to guarantee the repayment to that debt when you're a small business. And so you have to manage your personal credit, but here's the thing. If you're doing things like, we already talked about commingling. Now let's just talk about or relate that to using a personal credit card for business expenses. You understand what a terrible idea that is based on what I've just said. Moreover, when you're putting money on a credit card personally, that cannot, that, that you cannot afford to pay off in full every single month, which by the way, even then, I'm not going to do a class on credit here, but even then that can dramatically affect your credit in a negative way. Because if you take that sucker up to 90, uh, up to 90% and then pay it down at the end of the month, even when you pay it in full, you should know that what is being calculated on the other side as a ratio that dramatically affects your score isn't what you pay the credit card down to at the end of the month, but rather the average balance over the reporting cycle of that month, whether it be 28 days or 31 days. So however much is on there as an average, if it exceeds 20%, 20%. So if you bang it up, you boom, 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 boom over the course of the month. But in any given day, when you divide that number by the days that are in that month, if it's more than 20% and God help you, if it's over 50%, it is having a dramatically negative impact on your personal credit. What do you think happens when you go to get exclusive business financing when you've been managing all your business expenses on your personal credit cards? So you need to have exclusive business credit cards. Why? Because most often, business credit cards do not report on your personal credit. Even though they're personally guaranteed, they generally don't report on your personal credit, which means that your ratios aren't affected when you go to get other types of financing for your business. That's a critical element. It's overlooked by most people on the commingling already tells you what a problem it is, and then you have to reconcile. So you should have an exclusive business card and obviously a business check card with a separate business account, and you're doing everything through, through those things and not using personal credit to buy to buy uh, business things or business things to buy personal, because here again, that commingling defeats the protections that would otherwise be afforded, or at least can, at least can uh, uh, eliminate the protections afforded that entity. Um, People don't use accounting software. I'm not an accountant. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But guess what? You need to learn the basics, which means I don't care if you're terrible at it. I don't care if you would be the worst person in a class of 100 in terms of doing it, just learning the basics. And the irony is that when it's your business, you know, it maybe you sucked in accounting class when you were in college or in high school. But here's the thing. Everything changes when it's yours and you have a decided interest in it. I, I made the point on that post that although you may not be a salesperson, you may become a very good salesperson because it happens to be your business that you're passionate about, and that'll change your perspective on things. Likewise with the accounting, you've got to be managing things with accounting software because remember there's several categories within a, a financial uh a, a, a financial statement. But within each one of those categories, there are several individual things that will not be shown in that general ledger so you need to know what's behind each category specifically in the expenses and the and the and the payables you have to know that and if you don't, then you see generic information that doesn't translate in your mind into what actually is being done behind the scenes in the business. So you've got to be the person initially who's at least sitting with the bookkeeper or who is actually inputting the information as an education so that you can build the business and grow using that tool, that accounting software as a tool and knowing how to read a financial statement. If you don't, if you don't do this, you're never going to be able to grow the business. So this is critical that you have an accounting software set up right from the very beginning take a class if you're working another job and you have a design on starting a business well before you start the business take the class if not go to your cpa and say do you have someone who can come to come to my office help me set up an accounting software and i can sit alongside them they can walk me through nearly every cpa firm certainly arliss cleveland will do that for you and arliss and her staff are phenomenal you hear her 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 commercial rolling all the time throughout my show um love arliss but you know that's something that you should you should be doing. Um, if, if you're looking at insurance costs that are coming coming, and that's another one of those unanticipated costs. Remember the thing that I've talked over about over and over again about insurance. I don't care what's covered. I want to know what's not covered. I don't want to be shocked when the policy that was the cheapest one doesn't cover stuff. Kim Nybo from State Farm, who advertises on the show, the her very commercial states everybody's interested in price until something happens and then they find out they're not covered and they're ticked off at everybody but themselves. Because, of course, they weren't worried about that before because nothing's ever going to happen to me. I'm just ticked off that I got to pay the premium in the first place so I could care less about what's covered. I just want the cheapest uh, price I can find. Great. Well, you got it. You got it, Jack. And guess what? Now, when something happens, it's not covered and you're mad at everybody but yourself. Wake up. If you're a business owner, you want to know, you want to be able to look at that declaration sh- sheet and the disclosures and figure out what's not covered and w- and whether or not that has a probability or a high probability of happening within your type of business. Because if that happens, that'll be one of those so-called unanticipated costs that you should have been putting money away for if the insurance doesn't cover it, or you should have paid more money for a better policy with a better company that did cover it. So these are the other things that we need to be conscious of. Let's take our last break. We'll be right back. Cover your assets.
2: Accounting and bookkeeping services are no longer just about record keeping. For decades, Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability. Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client, yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve. Their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763 786 for a free consultation.
0: Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's
2: full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible.
0: Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now 612-701-4375. E
2: For convenient offices in the Twin Cities, GreatWatersFinancial.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody. So, uh, in addition to the to the accounting software, you should have a business plan software program as well. And if you don't want to spend the money, then at the very least, go online and figure out a highly detailed plan and start putting your own together and then be monitoring that ongoingly. That is also critical to the success of your business and knowing where you're going. It's kind of like the idea that if you're going to decorate a room and you want everything to fit together, right, as a, as a cohesive overall plan. You don't go and decorate one room without respect to the next room and the next room and the next room because otherwise you've it looks like you've got just a hodgepodge of things going on. You can You put together an overall plan and then you can decorate each room because as you do, it all works together. Well, it's the same way with a business and a business plan. You've got to do the same thing. So should have business accounting software. Know that these mistakes that I'm talking about, they're the reasons people go out of business. When somebody needs business, this financing desperately. Why do they need it? It isn't. It's because they're challenged. Because they're, they're worried about making payroll. They're worried about paying their bills. And it's because of all these things I talk about. That's the reason. And when business owners get into desperate situations and they wind up taking out high interest financing, like God forbid, get involved in factoring, where the company that they borrow the money from is taking out hundreds or thousands of dollars per day. I've had clients who have who have creditors who as as a as a, a contingency to get the loan, they had to take out twelve thousand dollars a day out of their business operating account to be able to 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 get that loan and to keep that loan and that gives the creditor who they owe money to the ability every day, every week, whenever, to draw funds out of their account. Oh, my God. When that happens, let me just tell you, the business is on its way out the door. If, and we get contracted to try to help and save those businesses. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's a disaster of epic proportions. And it all happens because of the inability to manage cash flow. Financial forecasting cannot be done when you don't have any form of consistency. Your personal income must be managed with a form of consistency. How can you forecast anything when you don't know what's coming at you? So when you do financial forecasting, remember that you're going to write down when each one of these bills come due and you have to pay it throughout the course of the year. So you got to pay a big bill in February. You write down that big bill and that's a part of it. So you see it coming and you know you're going to need to have funds that are spoken for the number of people who come to me at the end of the year and say, hey, Todd, I got all this money. I listened to you on the radio talk about, you know, how good you are at teaching people how to vet investment properties and make them profitable and do all that stuff. So we got all this money and we want you to help us do that. (laughs) Not realizing that then the end of the year comes and they have to pay taxes and all of the so-called money that they mentally captured and thought they were going to be handing me $150,000, or $200,000. Oh, by the way, $110,000 of that is tax liability. You don't have hardly any money. <laughs> and how could they not know that? How could they not know that? So, I mean, these are the forecasting issues that I'm talking about. You've got to keep, you know, another point that I'll make is when you are a a subchapter S in the way you file your taxes, you're going to pay personal income taxes on all of the money that is not spoken for. Whether you're on a cash or accrual method, that'll change things a bit, but meaning an accounting method. But let me just say that That means pretty much that everything that is profit in your business, even if you've not taken it as income, you have to pay personal income taxes. Well, for the uneducated business owner, they think that means that's their money to spend. Keep it in the business account as retained earnings to cover these unanticipated expenses and manage your cash flow properly. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go to my Facebook page, check it out. I'll write a summary about this segment, and I hope you find it valuable. Have a great week. Bye-bye.
2: This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North. KSTP AM 1500.